I don't know what you're using to watch this right now, but many of you are using your phone. The modern phone is the most incredible communication device, the most incredible thing to happen to communication in history. When you think about it, the printing press made it possible for written communication to go all over the world. The television made it possible to communicate to the world through video. Things like the telephone and the telegraph, they made it possible for person-to-person -person communication all over the world. And these are amazing inventions for sure. But when it comes to our modern-day phones that are powered by the Internet, they now make it possible for one person to communicate to the entire world. That is just an incredible thought. There's never been a time in history when communication has been so accessible. And yet, if we're being honest about our lives and the use of these phones, we have to probably admit that these things, these phones, are causing many of us to lose our ability to listen. Remember when we used to go to a restaurant uh, to sit down for a meal? Remember that? That was great, right? It was a great time for us to just pause from our lives, sit down together, and, and, and engage with the people that, that we sat down to have a meal with. And yet, if we're being honest, there, if we look around a restaurant, uh, there's so many people that instead of engaging in conversation, they were staring at their phones. You remember when we used to gather together for church in a building like this? Remember that? That was great. That was a time for us to gather together to just put life on pause for a little while and listen to what God would have to say to us. And maybe we would hear His voice through a song that we were singing or maybe through a sermon. And yet, if we're being honest, there's a lot of people that couldn't go an hour with really checking out uh, of everything else and just focus on listening, and they couldn't go an hour without checking in to social media. You remember, do you remember when we used to go to the office to do our work? Remember that? <laughs> that was great, right? These devices have made it possible to take the office anywhere. But what has happened because of that, is now the office is everywhere. It used to be that we would take a pause from work when we would come home, right? Coming home at the end of the day was a pause from work so that we could re-engage with our families. And yet, if we're being honest, these things, when we get home, because the office is everywhere now, a lot of us feel the temptation when our family members are trying to talk to us, to be checking email or to be returning text messages while they're trying to talk to us. I want to welcome you back to this series that we are calling Paused. We hate to wait. Whether it's waiting for test results or we are waiting for someone to text us back, like, why don't I see bubbles? Or maybe we are waiting for that family vacation. We just can't wait for it to finally get here. We hate to wait. And right now, it just feels like our lives are on pause, and we're not exactly sure when the play button 
is going to get pressed again. But I think there's some really valuable things that we can be and should be learning through this time of waiting. You know, last week we talked about learning how to be still. For a lot of us, that can be a really difficult thing to do. And so I hope that over this past week that you were uh, practicing that, learning how to just be still and in the presence of God and just be in awe of Him. Well, today we're going to build on that. Today we want to build on that idea of learning how to be still, and we want to talk about learning how to listen. Learning how to listen. I'm going to invite you to join me in John chapter 10. If you would open up your Bibles to John chapter 10, I'm going to put my phone away. If you're watching uh, this service on your phone, you don't have to put that away. But uh, if you don't need it, if you don't need it, just put it away and let's all practice Let's practice listening. John chapter 10, I'm going to start in verse 3. Jesus is talking, and he's, he's giving us this illustration about a sheep, a group of sheep, and their shepherd. And he says this in verse 3, The gatekeeper opens the gate for the shepherd, and the sheep recognize his voice, and they come to him. He calls his own sheep by name, and he leads them out. After he has gathered his own flock, he walks ahead of them, and they follow him. Why? Because they know his voice. They won't follow a stranger. They'll run away from a stranger because they don't know the stranger's voice. And then in verse 14, he lets us know that he is the good Shepherd, He says, I'm the good shepherd, I know my own sheep, and they know me. The sheep have learned to listen for the shepherd's voice. Now, what I'd like to do is take this illustration that Jesus gave about sheep and a shepherd and put it into a real-life question. If God was trying to get your attention... Would you know it? If God wanted to say something to your heart, would you know it? Would you recognize His voice? If the answer to those questions is no, or maybe your answer is, I don't know, there's two possible reasons for that. There's two possible reasons based on what we just read here and what Jesus said Here's the first possible reason. You don't know Jesus. Jesus said that His sheep know Him, and He knows them. In verse 11, if you look at that, verse 11, He says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd sacrifices His own life for the sheep. Jesus is talking about His, uh, his dying on the cross. Jesus died on the cross as a sacrificial payment for your sin, for my sin. He did that so that you and I could be forgiven and made right with God by putting our faith in Jesus Christ alone to do that for us. That's how you become one of the good shepherd's sheep. That's how you can know Him, by putting your faith in Jesus Christ. So if, if you would say, I don't, I don't think that I would know if God was trying to get my attention. I don't think that I would know for sure that God was trying to say something to my heart. It's possible 
that the reason for that is that you just don't know Jesus yet. But here's the good news. The good news is that you can know him. You can know Jesus. You can know for sure that he died on the cross for you and that he really does want to know you and have a relationship with you. I mean, think about it. He was willing to die on the cross in your place before you ever knew his name, before you ever heard of him. He was willing to do that for you. I don't know what greater proof that we could possibly ask for uh, to know for sure that he wants to know us, that he wants to have a relationship with us, that he was willing to die for us. So if you're ready to take that step of faith this morning and trust in Jesus Christ as your forgiver of sin, as your Savior from hell, to, to be the leader of your life, we want to encourage you to go to our website. Go there today. Go to that live stream button. Uh, maybe you use that to, to find us today in this service. There's a button on there at the bottom of that page that says, I'm ready. I want to encourage you to click on that button and you'll find all kinds of really good information about what it means to take that step of faith in Jesus Christ as your Savior, as the leader of your life. If you take that step, we'd love to know about it. Please let us know. Reach out to us so that we can help you out. But that's the first possibility of why you would not recognize the voice of God, that you wouldn't know that He's trying to get your attention. You just don't know Him. But you can change that. You can know Him. Here's the second possible reason. The second possible reason that you would not recognize the voice of God, that you wouldn't know it if he was trying to get your attention, is that you don't listen to Jesus. You don't listen. The sheep recognize the shepherd's voice. That's what Jesus said. They know me. They know my voice. Well, how is it that they know the voice of the shepherd? Well, because they listen for it, right? They listen. You know, my children don't just recognize the sound of my voice. I'm sure that they could pick out my voice and distinguish it from other voices in a crowd. But they know more than just the sound of my voice. They can tell from the tone of my voice uh, whether I'm in a good mood or a bad mood, whether I'm happy or sad, whether I'm silly or serious. They, they can know those things about me. Uh, from not just the sound, but also the tone of my voice. Now, why is that? Well, first of all, they know me, right? They know me, but they have listened to my voice for a long time in all kinds of different situations. So if you would say, I don't really think I would know if God was trying to get my attention. I don't really know for sure that I would recognize his voice, that he was trying to say something to my heart. It is possible, the reason for that is you need to learn how to listen. You need to learn how to recognize the voice of God, the voice of Jesus. Learn how to listen for His voice. I know we all hate to wait. It can be really, really hard, but this time of disruption in our lives gives us a really great opportunity for us to learn how to listen. I know in our family... Uh, we have had some really, really great conversations around the dinner table uh, throughout this uh, season of life. And I think we are getting a lot better at learning as a family, just learning how to really listen to one another. And if you think about listening to God, you think about the idea of communication with God. What we call that is prayer, right? 
Uh, prayer is our communication line with God. And let me ask you about your prayer life. Is your prayer life a communication with God where you're not only talking, but also listening? Or has your prayer life become something more like it's just you talking to God, it's just you talking at God? Does your prayer life sound something like this? Dear God, here is my long list of requests. And you start rattling off these different requests. And then, you know, somewhere along the, the way, you say, oh, yeah. And then I need to tell you that I'm sorry for losing my temper at Walmart today. The old mask thing got to me, and I shouldn't have said that. And Oh, and, and I just want to, I need to thank you. I need to be thankful, so I want to thank you for this. Uh, thanks, thanks for ravioli. Thanks for inventing that. That's really good stuff. Is that what your prayer life has become? Just you talking to or at God? Do you ever take time to really listen to God? Or do you just rush right into this list of requests that you have, and then you, know, you, you rush off to the next thing that you have to do? Do you ever take time to listen for God's voice, or has your prayer life become more like this multitasking strategy of how you can just be efficient with your time and you, you do it while you're doing these other tasks in life. What if we could use this time when life is on pause to really learn how to listen, to really learn how to listen to God, to know when He's trying to get our attention, to recognize his voice, and know that He's trying to say something to our hearts. I'd like to give you three simple thoughts that I think will really help you learn how to listen for God's voice. I don't know if you're taking notes. Uh, that might be helpful to write these things down, tuck them away in your Bible somewhere. But here's the first one. The first simple thought is this. We need to learn how to be silent. We need to learn how to be silent. Psalm 62 verse 1 says this, My soul waits in silence for God only. My salvation comes from Him. He alone is my rock and my salvation. He is my fortress. I will never be shaken. When David was waiting for God to help him in a very difficult season of his life, he said that his soul waited in silence. Silence is something that's really, really hard for a lot of us. See, even those few seconds of silence made a lot of you really uncomfortable. Like even that little bit of silence right there was like that awkward pause and it made you uncomfortable. We, we, uh, we have a difficult time with silence because our normal lives are filled with busyness and activity and noise. And oftentimes silence can be hard for us. But here's the thing about listening. Listening requires a pause of silence. Well, just think about that statement. Listening requires a pause of silence. Have you ever watched these uh, TV talk shows or these news shows on TV when everybody's all talking at the same time? You got like four or five people and they're talking over one another, they're, they're arguing, 
and they're all trying to make their point and prove the other person wrong, and, and, and it's, you can't understand any of them, right? They don't know what each other is saying. They're not listening, and so they, they can't understand each other. They're not trying to understand one another. There's no opportunity to even think about the points that are being made. It's terrible. I, I hate when I, when I hear that in those settings. That's because listening requires a pause of silence so that what is being said can be heard, so that what is being said can be understood. Prayer is not just a means for us to talk to or at God, to dump on Him a list of requests. Prayer is about engaging God in conversation. Definition of conversation is what? You've got someone who's talking, but the other person is listening, and there's this back and forth. That's a conversation. If it's just one person talking, it's a lecture. Just one person talking is a sermon. Just one person talking is a monologue. It's not a conversation. Conversations demand both talking and listening. And when we pray, we need to make sure that we approach prayer as a conversation, that we that we create space, a pause for listening. We need to have silence when we pray. And, and it's important that we find that silence, not just a quiet place to pray. It's more than, it's more than that because uh, sometimes it's not even the, the quietness of our surrounding. It's just the quietness of our hearts that, that we need to have that pause, silence, so that we can really listen for God's voice. Maybe when you're listening for God's voice, He will remind you of, of Scripture. Maybe He will remind you of a promise. Maybe He'll encourage you. Maybe He'll convict your heart of something that needs to change. Maybe He'll direct your path. But we have to create a pause of silence so that we can listen. You might wonder, okay, we're creating this place uh, this pause of silence to listen for God's voice, but you might be wondering, oh, how do I know it's His voice? How do I know it's the voice of God that I'm hearing and, and not my own voice just bumping around in my head? Well, it's a great question. I'm really glad that you asked it because it leads into our second point. We need to learn how to be silent, but as we're listening for the voice of God, the way that we're going to know that it's His voice most of the time is by learning how to meditate on God's Word. We need to learn how to meditate on God's Word. I'm going to invite you, if you would, to turn to Psalm 119. Psalm 119, I'm going to start in verse 11. And the psalmist writes this, that I have hidden your Word in my heart, that I might not sin against you. I praise you, O Lord. Teach me your decrees. I have recited aloud all the regulations you have given us. I have rejoiced in your laws as much as in riches. I will study, I will meditate on your commandments. I will reflect on your ways and I'll delight in your decrees. I will not forget your word. Jump over, same Psalm, Psalm 119, jump over to verse 97. The psalmist writes, Oh, 
how I love your instructions. I think about them all day long. I meditate on your instructions. And then in verse 105, it says, Your word is a lamp to guide my feet and a light for my path. The best way to know for sure that you're hearing the voice of God is to know His voice. Doesn't it make sense? You need to know His voice so that you can recognize it. And the best place for us to, to learn to recognize the voice of God is right here in His Word. This is the voice of God. This is God speaking to us. Most of the what should I do kind of questions that you and I encounter in everyday life, most of them are going to be found, the answers found, right here in the Word of God as we apply His standards, His boundary lines, uh, His expectations, His principles uh, into that situation, into that question that we might have of, of what we should do. Now, if the voice that you hear in the silence is, is saying something that, it, that is contradictory, something that is in conflict with the Word of God, it's not God's voice. It's not God's voice. That's probably your voice. It might be the voice of someone who's trying to give you advice. But if it, if it is, is contradictory to the Word of God, it's not God's voice. You know, I, I want you to know, I've experienced this so many times in my life in, in, in prayer, where I will pray to God and, and say, Lord, I'm not sure what to do. I'm not even sure what you're doing, but I'm listening. And in that silence, just giving God that, that space to speak into my, into my heart, so many times uh, the Holy Spirit will point me back to a, to a passage of Scripture, and, and maybe that passage of Scripture will encourage me. Maybe it will convict my heart of something that I need to change. Maybe it will guide or direct me. But so many times the Spirit of God uses the Word of God to speak into my heart in that time of silence. And I can know that that is the voice of God if it matches up with Scripture. But here's the hard truth about that. The hard truth is that if you are not meditating on the Word of God on a regular basis, uh, how can you expect to hear the voice of God remind you of something that you never read? Or remind you of something that maybe you read it, but you never thought about it deeply or uh, intentionally studied what you're actually... You know, the psalmist says that he meditates, that he's studying the Word of God. He's not just reading it. Uh, quickly to check it off his list of things that he did for the day. We need to learn how to be silent for sure so we can listen for the voice of God. But if we really want to recognize his voice and know that it's him talking to us, it's so important that we make time to meditate on the word of God. Here's the third thing I would offer you. And it's, I think, a simple, a simple but profound thing that you and I can do. It's just learning how to ask God questions. Learning to ask God questions. In Philippians chapter 4 in the New Testament, if you check this out, uh, Philippians 4, 6 is a pretty, pretty well-known verse when it comes to prayer, right? Philippians 4, 6, don't worry about anything. You might have the phrase, don't be anxious about anything, but instead pray about everything. 
Instead, through prayer and petition with thanksgiving, what do we do? Bring your request or tell God what you need. Bring your request, present your request. The, the New American puts it this way. Make your request known to God. Make them known to God. Let me ask you this about that verse. Just think through this with me. When we pray and we bring our requests to God, when we make them known to Him, do you think we're informing God of information that He didn't have prior to us sharing that prayer request with Him? Do you think that's what's happening? Do you think it's kind of like you know calling your friend on the phone and uh, giving them bad news or telling them about your problems? Uh, and they're like, oh, that's, that's terrible. Thanks for calling and letting me know, because how else would they know? Is that what's happening when we uh, present our requests to God, when we make them known to Him? Well, no, because God is sovereign. God is all-knowing. And that means that there's no information that He doesn't already know. When you present your requests to God, when you present your need to God, you're not providing him with information that he didn't already have. God already knows about that need. God already knows about that situation. So then what does it mean to present or to make known our requests to God? Here's what's happening when we do that. What's happening is that we are revealing our fear. We are revealing our need. We are revealing our desire we are revealing what's really happening in our hearts. So when you present to God, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm worried or I'm fearful about this, or this is a desire that I have, that I'm asking you to do this. What's happening there is we are revealing what's really going on in our heart, what we are afraid of, what we're anxious about, what our desires are. That's what's happening. And I want you to take the understanding and, and apply it then through verse 7. Look, verse 7 says, present your request to God in verse 6. Make them known to God. He wants you to do that. Verse 7, then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything that we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds. Well, from what? Well, from the worry, from the anxiety, from the fear. As you live in Christ Jesus. So what's God promising in verse 7? Does it say, present your requests to God and He will fulfill those requests, just like ordering from Amazon Prime, right? Make a request known and uh, make, you know, take the, the request list, give it to God, and He'll just start checking them off and fulfilling those requests. That's not what it says. What God promises to provide is peace. If you've been, uh, been a believer, been a follower of Jesus for any length of time, I'm sure by this time you, you know and understand that uh, we pray about things and uh, sometimes God doesn't change the circumstance. But what God does provide is, is peace and strength and hope and endurance. This is what God promises. That's because presenting our request to God in prayer, it really is more about God changing our hearts than it is about God changing our circumstances. You know, you want to hear the voice of God? Then don't just ask God to fulfill your uh, request list. Learn how to ask God questions about that request list. 
whatever's on it. Learn how to ask God questions about it. So you present God with something that you are fearful of or you're anxious about. Learn how to ask God questions like, why am I fearful about this? Why is this making me worry? What's going on in my heart that is causing me anxiety? You present a desire to God, whatever it might be. He wants you to present those, those desires, those requests. But make sure you take time to ask God about that desire. God, is this, is this desire right? Is it wrong? Is it what's really best for me? Is it what's really best for this other person? Why, why is this desire even in me in the first place? Is it, what's going on in my heart that is causing this desire? And is that good or, or does that need to change? Maybe when you are asking God to change a circumstance in your life, and He wants us to do that. He wants us to pray about those circumstances for sure. But make sure that you are also asking God what He's doing through that circumstance. Ask God, you know, what am I supposed to learn through this experience? What, what is it that you want to do in my life? What is it you want to change in my heart? through this painful experience, through maybe just this need that I have in my life. What is it you want me to learn? How do you want me to grow? Ask God questions and then be silent. Listen. Wait for God to speak. None of us likes to wait, right? We just don't. We don't like to wait. But what if, what if on the other side, of this pause that we find ourselves in and we're waiting for that play button to get hit again. What if on the other side of all of this, as we walk through it, we look back and we, and we realize that we have really learned how to listen to God, that we have learned how to recognize His voice because we've taken time to be silent. We've taken time throughout this pause uh, to meditate on the Word of God and to and to ask God questions about why, we, why are we requesting this, and what is this desire all about, and then listening for God to speak to us. What if, what if we, on the other side of this, really learned how to listen to God? That would be life-changing, wouldn't it? I think that would be life-changing for so many of us. You know, there's a lot of online challenges happening right now, you know, be kind challenge and you know, make a fool of yourself on TikTok video challenges or whatever, and that's fine. But I want to offer you uh, a challenge this week. As our church family, as we're gathered here in this online setting, I want to I offer you a challenge this week, and it is based in Romans 12.12. 12. So if you have your Bible still on your lap, go to Romans 12.12. 12. Check this out. Romans 12.12 12 says, Rejoice in our confident hope, be patient in trouble, and keep on praying. You might have a version that says, be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, and faithful in prayer. Here's the challenge. Every day this week, and we start today, if we're able, right? Every day this week at 12.12 p.m., at lunchtime, at 12.12 p.m., Every day, the challenge is this, let's pray together. I understand we're not able right now to gather together in a big gathering and pray uh, in person with one another, but that doesn't mean that we can't pray together. 
every day this week, I want to challenge you at 12, 12 p.m., stop what you're doing. All right, that's lunchtime. Most of us can do that. Stop what you're doing and pray. Pray that God would, would help us be joyful. Pray that God would help us be patient. Pray that God would, would help us endure. All right, make those requests known to God. And then ask him what he wants to do in your life. Ask some good questions. But let's make sure that when we pray this week, that we pause and make place to be silent. That we just take that time uh, to every day to be silent and listen to the voice of God. Maybe he wants to encourage your heart. Maybe he wants to convict you of something that needs to change in your life. Maybe he wants to guide you and direct you. But every day this week, let's collectively commit ourselves, 12, 12 p.m. every day. Let's be faithful in prayer together. Make our requests known to God, and let's be silent. Let's learn how to listen to the voice of God.